What is going on, everyone? Welcome to episode 8 of the Patrick Hatter Fantasy Football Podcast. Today's episode, STFU Fantasy Twitter Trolls. So I wanted to start out with this today and for this week. Um, It was a crazy week in the NFL. Um, A lot, you know, pretty much highlighted by injuries and you saw a lot of great players go down this week, and you know it's just a continued reminder of how violent the game is, and you know what we don't really realize what we're watching every week, which is essentially just car accidents happening on every single play. Um, I'm sure you know the weekend from a fantasy standpoint was highlighted by you know Odell Beckham Jr. going down with a broken ankle. Um, I mean the entire Giants receiving core essentially with Sterling Shepard. It sounds like he's going to be more like a day-to-day, week-to-week situation, probably more day-to-day um, than Brandon Marshall as well. But I mean, even from like a defensive standpoint, J.J. Watt, I mean, a couple stars went down this week. Even Charles Clay, who's the main weapon from, you know, in Buffalo is their tight end. Um, someone who can actually stretch the field as a tight end. Um, so it was, it was a tough week as far as, you know, some bigger name guys and some, you know, actual you know, main fantasy guys that are probably in a lot of starting lineups that went down. And um, you know what? It's just a continued reminder that, you know, we listen, we all play fantasy football and I'm someone who loves playing fantasy football. It's, it's, it's so much fun to, you know, talk trash on your friends. It's something that keeps you engaged in most of the games, the entire season long, even games that don't mean something, staying up until the second you know, night, you know, second game of a double header on a Monday night in Oakland, so you can stay up and see if your running back's going to get an extra 40 yards that pushes you over the top to win the matchup. Fantasy football is awesome. But you know what? Some of you fanboys take this way too seriously. And that's why I entitled the episode, Shut the Fuck Up, Fantasy Twitter Trolls. Because even going back to last week, you know, when the Packers played the Bears and you saw that crazy hit on Devontae Adams, still not sure how Devontae Adams played this week, and then he ends up catching the game-winning touchdown against the Cowboys. Suck it, Cowboy Nation. Aaron Rodgers is your daddy. Um, But I was surprised Devontae Adams even played after it looked like he was pretty much knocked out cold in that Thursday night game last week. But it just... You know, when Ty Montgomery went down as well for the Packers, and this is something that just... You know, it really bothers me. And like, listen, I'm on Twitter. I, you know, I kind of use Twitter as, you know, a free-flowing place for my thoughts. Um, you know, also as a way to get news. You know, I'm a pretty regular Twitter user, as a lot of people are. But you know what? Some of these freaking Twitter troll fanboys who just think that their opinion matters so much in their little piece of shit world that they have to come at these athletes. And listen, I know when you're a professional athlete, especially someone like Odell Beckham Jr., you put yourself out there to criticism, okay? You put yourself out there with all your crazy posts, with all your crazy antics. You know people are going to come at you. But someone like Ty Montgomery, who is for all intents and purposes a stand-up guy who plays well, someone who's already playing out of position with the Green Bay Packers, pretty much says, yeah, coach, yeah, Aaron Rodgers, I'll do whatever you want me to do. I'll line up a running back, I'll line up a wide receiver, whatever. So he goes down, and then... He comes out with a tweet last week after the game, essentially saying, you know, because he doesn't know what's going to happen with his injury. Literally, the tweet said, PSA, your fantasy team is at the bottom of my list of concerns. 
you know what? I totally understand that. It's an emotional game. You need to come out. You need to basically say like, you know, you're getting probably ripped apart in your mentions saying like, oh, what happened? Oh, why aren't you back in the game? Oh, my matchup this week is shot. What the hell is wrong with you? Get back out there, pussy. And I, I start to scroll through some of these comments after he puts up that tweet. And you know what? Some of these guys do deserve to get called out because you're a piece of shit. Because you, first of all, you take fantasy so seriously that you're going to go and come at an NFL guy on Twitter? Are you kidding me? Yeah, big tough guy, Zervy F Baby, like at B underscore M-E-S-E-R-V-E-Y, whatever the hell your Twitter handle is, literally says in response to that, the Ty Montgomery tweet, PSA, your fantasy team is at the bottom of my list of concerns because he just got injured. He's still on a rookie deal, okay? And Zervi, Zervi F. Baby says, delete Twitter then. Okay, tough guy. I'm sure you would tell him that in person until he snapped you in half like a twig. Yeah, you know, you have some, you know, Packers fans in there that are saying, hey, don't worry about it, man. Keep it going. Don't, you know, don't worry about the haters, you know, whatever. And you have Aaron Vandy at A-R-O-N-O-4, Aaron Vandy. Consider yourself dropped. As if Ty Montgomery cares that you took the time to tweet at him and say, consider yourself dropped, mic drop, boom, from my parents' basement. Good for you, buddy. Like, people, do you have no life whatsoever? Listen, we already take a fair amount of time out of our lives to play fantasy football. It is, God forbid, if you play fantasy baseball, that's like a full-time job in an actual full-time league where you, whatever, which isn't a fantasy baseball podcast. That stuff is a waste of time in my mind. But... For fantasy football, we spend enough time on it anyway, organizing a draft, worrying about waivers, things like that. You have time, you know what, you have time to go on Twitter and just tweet shit at professional athletes? Good for you. I mean, we know it gets to some of them, apparently, because of, uh, um, you know, Kevin Durant's little situation that he was dealing with, um, making a fake Twitter account and uh, apparently replying to some of these Twitter trolls. But to be honest, I don't even understand why... Some of the pro athletes and some of these football players even engage in it. Because, like, I don't know, man. Like, good for you. You want to feel big. You want to feel strong. And you want to go and, and rip it. I mean, listen, there's some other nasty stuff in here that I don't even want to read. Because, like, what's the point? Like, you really feel the need to go on Twitter and call an NFL guy racial slurs. And, you know, oh, my God, you ruined my whole week. You ruined my whole cool for your $250 that you might win at the end of the year. Like, get a freaking life, man. Get a life. Go on Twitter and tweet at these guys. Who cares? You know what? These guys have such a finite amount of time, a very small window, to essentially try to make income that's going to last them for the rest of their lives. Okay, a lot of these guys put, you know, and of course, I'm going to hear, oh, yeah. Of course, here you go on your soapbox with these NFL guys make millions of dollars and they live the lavish lifestyle. Okay, yeah, some of them do. The superstars that have been in the league for above the, you know, the average that a player is even in the NFL, which is closer to three years now, especially for Ty Montgomery, someone who's a running back, where the shelf life is like two and a half to three years now because these guys are just getting hurt nonstop. Like he's on a rookie, he's still on his rookie third round pick deal where essentially he's made basically $2.2 million at this point, it looks like. His salary for this year, 2017, is $637,000. Yeah, after taxes, 
Yeah. And, and this is income he's going to need to try and live on for a long time. You know, a lot of these guys, you know, try to have success afterwards, but you've seen what happens with a lot of these guys, you know, after they got out of the league and things like that. And I'm not saying I feel sorry for him or anything like that. I'm just saying, like, I agree with him that your fantasy team and your fantasy league, you know my rule, first of all, no one cares about what's going on in your fantasy league besides you. We sit here and we talk about some funny shit that goes on in other people's leagues, funny sacco punishments, names, and everything like that. But no one cares when you come into work and you're like, oh, in my other two leagues, I had blah, and I had blah, and they got me blah points, and I won my matchup. I Like, no one cares. Like, you care about the league that you're in with with your guys. The last person who cares about your fantasy team are the actual players who are playing on the field to try and feed their families and try to, you know, solidify income for the next X amount of years. Like, good for you, Twitter trolls. At the end of the day, feel freaking tough. Yeah. I will bet you any amount of money that you wouldn't say that to their face. You'd be the first one lining up, Mr. Montgomery, Mr. Montgomery, sign my jersey. Sign my jersey. Sign my face. I don't even care if it's a Sharpie. I don't even care if you sign my jersey if it's the wrong team. It's a Bears jersey. But please, Mr. Montgomery, just sign it. Yeah. I see a lot more of that than I do, you know, players walking into a stadium and you say, oh, you suck, you got my fantasy team. Yeah, people mostly say that from far away or in a dark room through the internet because that's as tough as they are. Yeah. These guys have a short lifespan in the league to make their money. And guess what? Ty Montgomery had to come out, be injured, worry about what his injury was going to be, and then see his backup this week, Aaron Jones, go for 125 yards and a touchdown. Yeah, so how do you think he's feeling right now? He cares about your fantasy team? No, he's worrying if he still has a job. If, you know, Aaron Hill and that's the coaching staff and Aaron Rodgers enough to where they're going to start splitting carries with him. That's how it happens. That's how you get worked out of the league. Care about your fantasy team. Get a freaking life, people. Not to say this shit isn't fun, but Jesus Lord. Some of the things I see people going at it on Twitter. Get a life. Anyway. That was my rant for the week. Uh, let's dig a little more into what actually happened this week. Um, you know, great for the Chiefs as far as, you know, starting 5-0. and Still not convinced, you know, that they're going to do anything in the playoffs because they haven't proven that and neither is Alex Smith as far as getting them over the hump. But, wow, do they have some exciting fantasy players. I mean, even like having someone like Tyreek Hill, who I have on my team, you know, hasn't really had a crazy amount of reception yards except for that first week, um, you know, in any particular game. But at any time, you know, he breaks off a punt return um, like he did the other night and gets you an extra six puntos. Um, I mean, wow. There's been some guys that have been lighting it up, and then there are other guys that have not been lighting it up that you would normally expect. Uh, Big Ben, uh, most leagues, like under three or four points this week with five interceptions. I mean... Wow, if you put stock in Big Ben going into this year, yeah, that's not looking too good. And his comments were a little interesting. Everyone knows he was flirting, you know, with the idea of retirement before the season started. But then to see his comments afterwards, like, you know, maybe I just don't have it anymore. And he was already, you know, he was getting into it the other day with AB um, when AB thought he should have, you know, thrown it to him last week in that game. And it's just been crazy. Um, he had 2.58 points in our league, Big Ben. Uh, thank God I traded him for Andy Dalton, essentially. I was a little more involved in that deal, but I essentially got rid of him and put Andy Dalton in after that terrible week two where he had negative points. And uh looks like I came out the winner on that because Andy Dalton, the red rocket, apparently has woken up. 
Brian Hoyer actually had a decent day. I mean, listen, the Niners aren't going to do it. They're 0-5. I mean, they're essentially going to be in the Josh Rhodes and Sam Darnold sweepstakes. Um, you know, and but Brian Hoyer, not a bad fantasy week. And that's the thing, guys. You know, you you never that's why I always call Blake Bortles the garbage god. Because, you know, the last couple of years he's been a top 10 fantasy quarterback. And that's because he just sweeps up the little dink and dunk routes at the end of the game. Um, you know, and some of these quarterbacks can be valuable in that sense. You know, like a Brian Hoyer, who they're, they're, most of the time they're always going to be playing from behind. And, you know, they're going to do little check downs. They're going to do things at the end of the half, at the end of the game, where, you know, the defense are essentially in prevent um, and deep coverages. And they're just dink and dunking down the field. But that's how you get the garbage time. Um, so... Yeah, there you go. Uh, the only thing I took from this week is Tom Brady is still a god. Uh, Brady on the season now, 11 touchdowns and one interception. That's not bad. And Chris Hogan. How about that? Chris Hogan, seven. T- how about these numbers next to each other? You would think, you know, Jordy Nelson was essentially drafted as a wide receiver one. Jordy Nelson this year. Okay, 19 receptions, 230 yards, and six touchdowns, even after missing, you know, pretty much the, um, essentially a whole game after he came out with that quad injury a couple weeks ago. So he has 19 receptions, 230 yards, six touchdowns. Chris Hogan, 17 receptions, 206 yards, and five touchdowns. How about that? Tell you what, man. Scoring for defenses is always interesting, too. Jacksonville in our league that we play in. Oh, no, no one cares about your fantasy league. I don't care. I'm talking about it anyway. Jacksonville is the 12th leading scorer overall in my team's league. Those guys are freaking mashing people. Unbelievable. But um, I don't know what the Giants are going to do, man. It looks like it looks like Ingram at the tight end position is their number one receiver this week if Sterling Shepard can't go because what a mess. They lost everyone, including Odell. And that's why I always say, man, you never know. And, like, you know, I, I look at Twitter sometimes, too, when, when it comes to fantasy woes and you know, you have some people already that are like, oh my God, first, they literally, like, some of them literally had David Johnson, Odell Beckham, and that's what happens when there's so many fantasy leagues, as you see, you know, some teams end up having the worst luck possible where every guy on your team goes out, and it's like, yeah, time to hit the waiver wire. Sucks to suck, but, you know, these guys, man, they're just, you know what, that was another point I wanted to make earlier, like, you don't realize what you're watching on a week-to-week basis when these guys are blasting each other and some, and some still helmet-to-helmet even though they're going to get you know either fine, thrown out of the game, whatever, massive penalties. <laughs> these guys have a couple years in this league to make money. Think of that was if in your career you know, and you were an accountant or something like that and they're like, yeah, you, you have basically you're on your rookie deal um, and you have a couple years to prove yourself. If not, we're going to cut you. And oh, by the way, every day before you walk into work, just um, run into the wall as fast as you can, like five or six times. Come in and try to do your job effectively. And uh, if we don't think you're doing it effectively because you're a little messed up from the injuries, from running headfirst into the wall a couple times, yeah, we're just going to cut you then and go find another job. Kind of the equivalent to what these guys go through. I mean, it's like a car accident every play. And you saw that with the the crazy, you know, hit on Devontae Adams, and you saw that with, you know, the hit the other day on even Travis Kelsey, where he's going to the ground and gets his fate, you know, his head, back of his head bounced off the ground. I mean, like, come on, man. I get sick going on roller coasters, much less, much less crashing my head into NFL players every week. Ugh. Crazy. 
So I am officially, officially putting out a missing persons report on Amari Cooper. Amari, what the heck is going on? And this is not an injury situation with Amari Cooper. And once again, I know he probably could care less about my fantasy team, but I mean, this man came out and, and made, you know, after an incredible career at Alabama, comes out and basically, you know, comes into the league as and establishes himself as a number one wide receiver, you know, right away. And, you know, he made the Pro Bowl his first two seasons in 2015 and 16. And I mean, he had like solid years. I mean, not from like a hundred reception standpoint, but 72 receptions, 83 receptions, you know, a thousand yards, 1100 yards, six touchdowns his first season, five touchdowns his second season. And his yards per game were really good as far as, like I said, he's always had drop issues. We know that. But his yards per game, 66.9 his rookie year, 72.1 his second year. And this year he's been non-existent. I mean, it's insane. It's He's put up like one catch for nine yards and one catch for six yards. And he doesn't even look involved in the offense. Jared Cook at the tight end position is, is getting a hell of a lot more targets. And Michael Crabtree, even, you know, someone who's an older receiver, still looks like he's their number one. He looks like he's the number one receiver now. And I know David, you know, sorry, I keep saying David Carr. Derek Carr going down, you know, is a major factor, obviously. And it looks like he is going to come back sooner rather than later. It looks like he'll be back even, you know, possibly next week, this week, next week. But, I mean, even EJ Manuel was, you know, throwing the ball around a little bit and just could not find Amari Cooper. Crabtree had a good game. Caught like a 45-yard touchdown or whatever it was. But, geez, if you have Amari Cooper, man, you, you should be worried um, because, He's officially at rock bottom, and I don't know if it's getting better because he just looks completely lethargic out there. He looks, he's, he's, it looks like he's even been breaking off some routes and just jogging. And, you know, God forbid, you know, EJ or, you know, Carr rolls out the opposite way. You know, he's not even trying to get back across the field when a play is broken down and try to make something out of nothing. I mean, he is just completely, it looks like he's checked out, but it also looks like they've checked out on him. And, you know, I'm not sure if it's a valid theory or anything like that, but, you know, sometimes when a guy has drops like that, you know, the coaching staff will try to send somewhat of a message or the offensive coordinator and say, like, hey, we're going to start working it to some other guys if you can't get your mind right and stop dropping passes. Like, you're an NFL receiver who's, you know, a two-time Pro Bowler in his first two years. You know, get your mind right. So I don't know if they're intentionally not throwing the ball to him, but, you know, when I see him run down the field, I just... I'm like, wow, he's like a ghost out there. So that is concerning if you, you know, drafted Amari Cooper. <laughs> Sorry if you had Amari Cooper, Odell Beckham Jr., and David Johnson on your team. That's probably not looking too good. Although I don't know how you would have got those guys in your draft. The other guys in your league must suck. But um, yeah, it's been crazy. So um, exciting news for Melvin Gordon owners, though. Uh, he woke up this week. He woke the fuck up. And that was exciting to see him finally, you know, he came out last week and was basically like, you know, he was pretty pissed off that he wasn't getting as many touches. He was even getting spelled for the, you know, for the second and third string backs there in San Diego. And he came out and was basically like, yeah, I'm not happy. And they, you know, they fed him this week. And that was exciting to see him, you know, go get six receptions for 58 yards and two reception touchdowns, as well as rushing for 105 yards. So um, he is the bell cow there. Um, you know, he is going to get the majority of the touches. That is exciting. Uh, for Melvin Gordon owners, he should continue to just wake up. Um, I think he gets, 
you know, an AFC West matchup against the Raiders this week anyway. So they're going to look to be running all over them. Uh, some disappointments for this year so far. I mean, especially after the kind of seasons they had last year. DeMarco Murray, um, like I said, even with a Heisman Trophy, you know, winner behind him, Derrick Henry, who really hasn't threatened his position at all. I mean, Derrick Henry had that one good week. But other than that, I mean, Henry hasn't done anything. I mean, he's been like under one or two points every week because, you know, he's essentially behind DeMarco. But DeMarco on the season so far, I mean, I know Mariota's out and that can seriously have an impact on the pass game because DeMarco is a really good pass catching back. But on the season so far, to have 273 rushing yards and one rushing touchdown, and then he only has 10 receptions for 39 yards, I mean, that's that's depressing for some DeMarco fantasy owners. And, you know, I know a couple... You know, a couple guys like that, you know, Lamar Miller and, you know, it's just like Lamar Miller's been okay, you know, with the last couple weeks he's put up. But, you know, some of these guys who expected to be that running back one, um, they just haven't given it to you. But like I said, you know, I always say you, you never know because no one expected Kareem Hunt to do what he's doing. I mean, the man is leading the league in rushing and, you know, he looks like second coming of Adrian Peterson, except he can catch the ball too. Um, but he runs violently and, you know. Don't act, don't act like anyone saw that coming. You were all drafting Spencer Ware, and you knew it. And as soon as he got hurt, you're like, Ooh, maybe I'll draft his backup. So, um, yeah, but good for Kareem Hunt, man. He's he's fun to watch, and he's making he's making life so much easier on Alex Smith. Like, like we all know Alex Smith, what, is 13 years in the league now? Like, we know what he is. Uh, he's not what he is right now. Like, that's not what he is. What he's showing right now, that's not what he is. And it's go by the numbers and the averages, man. I mean... Travis Kelsey has been playing out of his mind, and he looks like like a young, healthier Gronk, just like running through the secondary, like freaking burning cornerbacks and linebackers. Like it's funny to watch. And Tyreek Hill spreading the field. You know, you have all these guys that are helping Alex Smith out. I mean, it's more of a testament to them putting the right skill position guys around him. But uh, Kansas City is just a fantasy juggernaut as far as the offensive players are concerned. So uh, that's exciting to watch. But um, guess what, Greg's, Greg the Leg Zerline owners, after last week's explosion for like 26, 27 points, whatever the hell it was last week, boom, thought he was going to do it again this week, three points, sucks to suck, never trust a kicker. Uh, tell you what, even as well as the Lions have been playing with their record, who the hell is the number one receiver there? You had Galladay with those two touchdowns in week one or whatever it was, and Everyone expected, you know, Marvin Jones was going to be a hawk in, in, in the red zone, obviously. He has a couple touchdowns as well. But you thought Golden Tate was going to do more than he's doing. 29 receptions on the year, 267, and a touchdown. One touchdown? I mean, all right, whatever. Not great. Not terrible, but not great. So, you never know, man. Um, now that injuries are finally starting to shake out, the waiver wire is going to be a real thing. And, um, you know, this that this is where it happens. This is, you know, a lot of people's leagues are bunched up because there's only been a couple weeks so far, you know, basically after tonight's Monday night game that's going on right now. Um, you know, we're through five weeks. So, you know, your record's going to be 0-5, um, you know, 1-4, 2-3. I'm not going to go through every... You know what it's going to be. You're, you're going to be some... Some arrangement of five games or five matchups so far. And every it's still anyone's game. Even if you were 0-5, I know I was 0-5 last year and came back to be 4-6 and and was kind of, you know, almost snatching a playoff spot at the end there. But um, no one's out of it yet, even if you are 0-5. If you're 1-4, you're still probably fine. 
It all just depends on point differential. But now is the time where you really got to start making moves because guys have gone down. Um, you know, and it's if you're in a you know if you're in a league where there's flex positions and stuff, you know, with wide receivers that are already going down, it's time to start looking at maybe some tight ends for those flex spots. Um, you know, Cameron Brait was still someone who, with as good a season as he had last year, wasn't really even drafted that much. And I think it showed with the Thursday night game for Winston. Cameron Brait is still his go-to guy in the red zone. Like, listen, Mike Evans is going to do his thing, and he's going to ball out most weeks. But, you know, Brait is going to get a lot of attention, and he is still a very athletic. Even with them having O.J. Howard, and they thought he was going to be the, you know, replace Brait as the starter, even if Brait had eight touchdowns last year. But, you know, it's time to start picking up some tight ends like that. Like, quietly, Zach Ertz has been getting points every single week. He may not be scoring the touchdowns, but it might be time. And that's why I started Charles Clay this week, and it sucks that he went down, but... It's time to start getting a lot of these, you know, tight ends, like even like an Austin Hooper type um, and putting them in your flex spots if you can, even though you might want a receiver. But some of these tight ends are more trustworthy as far as a five, six, seven, eight reception game. You know, they're not going to go like A.J. Green did for, you know, 150 plus yards or whatever he had this week. But, you know, if you're looking for a guy to just have a steady and know that you're probably going to get 10 points or, you know, 10, 12, 13, 14 points in a PPR league. Some of these guys like Jason Witten still, Austin Hooper, um, Charles Clay if he was healthy, uh, Zach Ertz is pretty much guaranteed 15 points it seems like every week. Wentz loves to throw to him, but it's probably time to start throwing some of those tight ends in there. Um, we did have an email from last week, very excited about that. Um, we were talking about some of the funny fantasy names uh, from your league. Um, so this, this is from Evan. Um, he sent us some of the names in his league that are interesting let's see what we got here all right fantasy names for evans league erect dicker it's not bad eric decker i'm assuming it's a play on words on erect dicker sounds like a lot once again a lot of freaking boner names it's just always a boner name it seems like um christianmingle.com in parentheses about christian mccaffrey that's pretty funny christianmingle.com all right that's my favorite so far colt forte five you know what? <laughs> That's funny too. I, I would like that more probably if, you know, Forte was still, you know, a featured back like he was um, for the years that he was with the Bears, but that's pretty good. Colt Forte 5. Um, rejected by the SAT. Okay, so that's definitely one where um, someone tried to or had to take the SAT in their league and was rejected. Like I said, college board, they've been cr cracking down on 25 and to 30 year old guys that are trying to take the SAT because they lost their fantasy league. That's funny. Um, SAT prep course. There's another one. Trust the ProSize. It's a pretty good one. If we knew what Seattle's running back situation is and uh, ProSize wasn't hurt. Um, but yeah, I like Trust the ProSize. So that's obviously a 76ers fan. Oh, Joel Embiid just signed that big contract today. It's a lot of money for a guy that gets hurt all the time. Good luck with that, Sixers fans. Can't wait to hear more excuses when you guys finish out of the playoffs, but we shall see. Um, Marky Mark and Funches Bunch. That's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, Funches had a good couple weeks, man. Uh, I'm not going to touch on the Cam Newton comments because that was just, eh, screw it, we'll touch on the Cam Newton comments. What the hell you doing, Cam? I mean, wow, the falling from grace since you lost the Super Bowl and just continuing to have it. I mean, he's having a good year and everything like that, but jeez. You had a rough year last year after you, you know, you lost the Super Bowl, the Broncos, and then you have the injury issues again, and you're getting everything back on track. It looked like Super Cam again this year, and 
you know, you, your, your team's winning. You have a nice, you know, young rookie who you're trying to work into the mix, ChristianMingle.com. And then you go out and say that to a female reporter for no reason whatsoever. I mean, geez, to see him get up and say that, oh my God. I mean, he was literally like completely unpro. I mean, what's funny is that like, listen, the, the, the female reporter who was doing her job wasn't even asking like a hardcore X's and O question. Like, oh, how did you feel about the coverages? And do you really think like you're going to be able to, you know, implement the routes that you want to implement? Like, especially on this particular situation with, you know, a post pattern versus a dig route versus like, she wasn't even getting that X's and O's into it. She was basically just like, yeah, like, tell me about, like, how Funches, whatever, adjusting the routes and liking the routes. And he was just like, yeah, it seems funny to me to hear a, you know, woman talk about routes. Like, dude, what are you doing? You know what? I'm glad Dan and Yogurt dropped your ass. You know what? That's what you get for saying something dumb like that, completely unprompted, totally uncalled for. Wow. But when I was very surprised when I saw that video. Um, but yeah, we, uh, we thanks to Evan for sending in those names from your league. Send those, you know, send those in whenever we love hearing funny names from your, from, you know, your guys' leagues. We don't care about what your matchup was and what your score was, but, um, we, we care about the funny shit like Sacco punishments and, um, and what some of the, you know, team names are in your league. Um, let's see what is going on in this Monday night game right now. I like doing the podcast while watching football. Makes me feel like I'm still being productive. Three to two at halftime. The hell is going on here? All right, so we're Minnesota versus the Bears tonight. Monday Night Football. Sam Bradford back. Uh, Mitch Trubisky starting his first game. Um, Trubisky nine of seventeen for eighty nine yards. Bradford five of eleven for thirty six yards. Wow. So we have an offensive showdown going on. It is three to two Minnesota over Chicago, 3-2 to two, um, going into halftime. Wow. So that is where we will end the podcast so I can continue to watch this, you know, show of offensive fireworks in this game. Jesus Lord. Boring-ass game. Close the notebook on that. All right, everyone. Um, good luck. Hit the waiver wire this week. Hope all these guys who had injuries, you know, continue to get healthy. And shut the fuck up, you Twitter fantasy football trolls. No one cares about what you have to say, especially the athletes that are out there, you know, putting their lives and their and their health on the line every week. Uh, just enjoy fantasy for what it is, and don't take it too seriously, um, unless you're a degenerate gambler and playing DraftKings and FanDuel, to which then you should um, go find a ditch somewhere and lay down in it. Um, all right, that is episode eight. Uh, good luck this week, and we will see you next time.